This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Tuk tiga jam. Dua tiga cemeng memanggil. Mana nak sama si kodok mengorok. Dua tiga. Boleh ku ambil. Sudah. Ayo. Kabus nan kabut. Semuanya akan naik. Yang baik buruk. Yang buruk baik. Kabus nan kabut. Semuanya akan naik. Yang baik buruk. Yang buruk baik. Kabus nan kabut. Semuanya akan naik. Yang baik buruk. Yang buruk Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And this week, um, I'm actually very excited because uh, radio plays are a little bit of a pet passion of mine. And so this week, we are talking about Radio Theatre National. Um, it's a radio play platform. Uh, they've just launched their first production, and that's an audio version of the critically acclaimed Dato Sri. Um, and so for that, we are joined by creative producer Roshin Fatima. Roshin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So I'm going to start with the, I think, the obvious question. Why radio plays? Um, okay, so I feel like Mana Mana has, has because we, we do most of our work in schools and with communities. Um, and there were a lot of communities we couldn't reach. Everything is compacted within the Klang Valley. So we were trying to figure out how to get arts to everyone outside the Klang Valley and people who don't have arts infrastructure, who don't have access to the arts in any way financially or infrastructurally or in any way. Um, And we found that radio plays would be the perfect device for that or the perfect medium for that. Um, And also I I listened to a lot of um, the BBC radio plays. So I I saw how you can really play with dialects, you can really play with sound and really um, situate the, the locality of the play based on the just the sound of it. So we thought that would be interesting. And we you never really hear radio plays in Malaysia. Like it's no favorite, yeah. But then they there there are Cantonese radio plays that have been running for about 30 years, but I just don't speak Cantonese. <laughs> yeah. So you're calling it a radio play, but in truth, currently it's available on the more sort of, I suppose, the modern versions or the modern platforms um, on SoundCloud as well as on your own uh, website. Yes. Does that kind of change how you approach the production of it or who you think is listening? Um, who we think is listening um, does change because right now it's still more urban pockets. Um, even though we have advertised to the more rural areas, um, we do we do have rural audiences, but I think that the arts audience has spiked the numbers for the Klang Valley. Um, and we do we we do want to eventually put it on a, a radio channel, but we but we're trying to get it on channels that are more rural channels, like uh, radio t- uh, RTM's state channels where they can access by more people. And also we want to eventually hit schools. So if they can't download it, maybe we can rip, rip it onto a CD and then we can send it to them. But we want to work on an educational workbook first 
so that they can we have a package for them that they can use. So this is your first production. You've got two episodes out so far. Um, and it's Dato Sri, which was by uh, the late Muhammad Ali Hashim and Omar Ali. Yes. What made you pick this particular play? Um, it was very critically acclaimed. Um, I worked on both in different capacities. So I was uh, I did the subtitles for subtitles for the first one, and I was producer and front of house for the second one. Um, and it just the language was always so. I'm I'm not the best in, at Malay, but the language was always so poetic, so melodic to me, and it really highlighted how beautiful Malay can be. So I thought when it's just audio, it will really showcase the language. And I thought that would be the best for us to start with. And a lot of people know Macbeth. So I thought then there was that, that you've, you've, a lot of people have read Macbeth, but they've never seen it like look in a local setting. So I thought that would be a good play to start with. It was a, a challenge because it's such a big play. It's such a huge cast. Yeah. Um- I mean, I was just thinking that actually both in terms of the original, which is, of course, Shakespeare's Macbeth, and then what this adaptation is, they are both big in many ways. They're big in terms of the production and the cast. Uh, They're also big in terms of the language because they're not necessarily the language that we're used to using in regular in, in regular sort of spoken Malay either. Um, but, but first, before we get to that, um, for those who haven't watched it, do you want to give us a, a quick summary of what the play is about? Um, okay, so if, if for those who haven't watched it and those who don't know um, the original, um, there's Datuk Sri Dikajang, or as he starts, it's Datuk Dikajang, and um, it follows him um, coming back from a war, um, and there's a tra- there's a traitor that he, that loses his title, so he's given the title Datuk Sri, and bef- and just before that, he is visited by. Uh, Siti Gunasip, which is the tree witches. Um, and they prophesize that he will become a Datuk Sri, then he will become the king. And um, they just laugh it off until that he until he's given the title. And then so it, it really starts like the domino effect of the prophecy. Um, but he also takes things into his own hands and he speeds it up. Yeah, so it's really tackling that. And also the play is, a lot of the play is happening in his own mind. So his psyche, you see his psyche really get affected. Um, and I think that's one of the, it's a curse play. It's famously <laughs> a curse play. And I think that's a big part of why, because it gets into your head. And with the radio format, it really can get into your head. Yeah. Mm. Are we seeing the same cast members come back from the previous two stagings? We're seeing quite a few come back. We're seeing, um, so Omar is now, direct, uh, so Omar it was adapter and then he directed and now he's getting to play that story, which I insisted on. He he was he was reluctant because he's like, no, I'm directing. I'm gonna, but now I was like, no, but you know the language and you, the way he speaks the language is so beautiful. And he's got a great radio voice, Omar. A great radio voice, yeah. Um, so Omar, uh, Omar was, I cast him. I insisted that he played at the three. And then um, we have Sheena Baharudin, who is Datin Sri Dikajang, and so Lady M. And she's a poet, so she really knows how to play with the words, really play with the intonation and 
Um, she does a great job. And then we have uh, a few returning people, but in different roles. So Nadia is now one of the witches and she's excellent at that witch. And then we have Siti Farah, who was uh, Datuk Ditase, is now one of the witches. Um, then we have Na'a is always Dihulu, Banko. And then uh, Fatin Chazwani is also returning. She's the one, she and Na'a the, have been playing the character consistently. Yeah. So then there's a few different and a few have been moved into other roles. Yeah. And how does it change for them to now have to rely only on their voices? Because um, while it is a, while the, the fact that it's so internal actually lends itself well to radio, these are also actors who are so used to using their physicality to depict something on stage. I'm not sure if the radio part of it is the more difficult part or the fa- fact that we were recording one-on-one because of the pandemic Ah, right. and the SOPs, they were all uh, responding to Omar rather than each other. So they weren't actually in the room together playing their individual parts. They were just sort of doing it individually. Um, some were. Like we have um, uh, the, the, at one point the prince, the crown prince and um, uh, Zul, Zul Zamir. They, we had to have them in the room because it's a very um, meandering, very maneuvering. Um, they're playing each other. In that scene, so we had to record those two together. But we, for the most part, we had everyone record one on one, or at the most two, because of SOPs. Uh, So I think that was more challenging for a lot of them that they were playing uh, off the imaginary uh, character that they were recording with in Mm. in and to Omar's voice, knowing that he was Datuk Sri, you know. So I think that that was a challenge mentally. Um, rather than just relying on their voice. Tell me about the adaptation process itself. Um, how you guys adapted the stage version to suit a, not just a radio format, but also an episodic format. Yeah. Um, so what we did was we we originally cut it down to 10, 10 episodes, um, but it didn't fit because some of the scenes are very long. So we had to, we had some play, some some episodes that were very, very long and some were much shorter to compensate. Uh, so then we got it down to eight, which were more even. And then we put it to six because it just, we couldn't end some episodes where they ended. It wasn't a cliffhanger enough or it was a bit of a, it was a transitional scene. So we had to choose and, and we got it down to six episodes and they're about 20 to 25 minutes long, each of them. Um, and I think this is, it was the adaptation to radio, just he had to do a lot of, because Omar adapted this one to the radio, um, he had to do a lot of placing of people, like as in you don't always greet them by name, but for a radio play, you have to greet them by name so mm. that establishes because you don't have the visual cues. So it's a lot of um, names are coming out more. Um, a bit of exposition in the sense that they are explaining who is in the room or, or where they are, that those were added. Yeah. And the production part, I mean, um, you guys are a theatre production company. Um, how much did you have to sort of acquire or change or learn in order to put together a radio production? Um, well, 
I have a film degree, so I, I, I have a bit of the tech background on that side. And then Omar did uh, creative multimedia. And so he had to do a bit of film and, and he did one of his favorite subjects was sound editing. So we have a bit, we're not, we're jacks. We're not, <laughs> we're not masters. Um, so we knew that um, it would require a certain amount of, of things and we had everyone in place. Um, it's just that the pandemic shifted that so that I had to become sound engineer in the in the recording sessions um, and then I edited so I did the draft edit and then Omar would do a like an edit to my edit just to tweak spacing and like timing and everything because he's the director so he in that sense he was directing through editing so he directed the recording and then he would direct through editing and then we pass it to the sound designer who would design and he would do a few drafts and then when we were happy with the draft we would give it to the sound engineer who would master the whole thing so that was our process but in the in the recording space um it was just takes after takes after takes and then we would pick the one that matched not just that we preferred but that would match the fellow actor so that they would be in the same space yeah mm. I definitely want to talk about the sound design a little bit more because that's something that I found really quite um, special about this production. But we are speaking with Roshin Fatima, who is creative producer of Mana Mana Productions. They are behind Radio Theatre National, which has just debuted with their first production. It's an audio production or radio play of um, Dato Sri. And that's available at radiotheaternational.com.my. That's spelled in the BM spelling. Um, we'll be back after this. Keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Break from monotony, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm speaking with Roshin Fatima, creative producer with Mana Mana Productions. Uh, they've just launched Radio Theatre National, which is a radio play platform. Uh, their first production, which is an audio production of Dato Sri, um, has, um, I think it has two episodes out so far, uh, six episodes altogether. Before we get into um, the sound design, I wanted to ask you about the play itself and the the sort of staging it at this point in time, I mean, obviously the context has also changed quite a bit since the play was first written. When we decided to do this, it was 2019. When the proposals were written and we were looking for funding, it was 2019. And then as we were doing it, we realized that this is something that Malaysians really need to hear. We really need to look into all the maneuvering that is done at the top. Um, without any regard for everyone else that is affected. And that was something that we really thought was important to get out there, that get that story out there that, that all of these things are happening in fiction and in real life and everyone is affected by it. And, and we, just don't, we just don't feel like we have the power to do anything or we don't know it's happening. So... So just to get these issues raised and get these issues into everyone's ears and minds, um, uh, we thought that was very important. And that didn't, we didn't feel that as strongly in 2019. Mm. Yeah. 
the design or the sound of the production, um, how did you arrive at what you might want it to sound like? Because um, there are certain things about it that I really like. Um, there's the, as you said, the, the witches, they play a really big part in terms of giving it a particular uh, sort of chilling sound. But also um, you play around a lot with the crackling in the background or the record scratch and things like that. Um, how did you decide what the signature sound of it was going to be? So the, the play takes place in Pretty Wee in the 1960s. And Pratiwi is a no, never-before-colonized colon, Malaya. Um, so what we did on this, in the stage version is we played with costumes. You know, if there was the visual element really took that side of setting the scene. So for, for the radio play, we had to use the scratches, use the record sounds, use the, you know, the chong sounds and then the even the singing that introduces um, episode one uh, which is Rosanna Ibrahim it's done in a minor key and it's done in the old stylings um, to really set the 1960s pretty wee effect um, and then also the sound design was done by Kyril Imran who worked on both stagings and he was sound designed for both and also for Kandang. So Omar and him have a great uh, relationship in terms of director and sound designer. So he really understood that um, we had to add different things because we didn't have the visuals, because we didn't have the stick, the set. So he added them and then we would like look into it and then we'd be like, oh yeah, this is really good. Yeah, so... He was a great superstar. <laughs> so one big aspect of um, this production, and you touched on this earlier, is the fact that you want to take it outside of the urban centres and you particularly want to get it into schools and use it uh, as, a, as a form of arts education. I was wondering... Um, what the appeal of a radio play is to um, the communities that you're hoping to reach. I mean, not just in terms of it, it is sort of more accessible, but is there an actual interest? Are you hoping that that interest is something you can cultivate? Mm. Um, I think this is, this is a, a strangely a personal question because um, my introduction to the arts was, um, so my, my dad did his PhD in the UK, USM sent him to, uh, the UK and I was in primary school so I was 8 to 11 um, and the first my introduction to the arts was through this thing called Yesterday Once More which um, it was like a variety show done on radio and the, so the teachers would just put in a tape press the press play and then we would all listen and we had a workbook so it's not an original mm. concept um it's just how I started being interested in that so I thought if it worked on me and then they started introducing um educational plays to us so but that was my introduction and I became interested in the arts till I found myself in the arts so I thought if it worked on this one little girl it might work on a lot more people so just give it a shot yeah do you have solid plans already um, in terms of how you're going to get this going? Um, we are looking at what we want to do for the second play. Um, we do know that we want to do a smaller cast. <laughs> keep it contained a little more. Um, uh, we haven't decided on the final play, um, but the, right now we're looking at English and Malay plays 
Um, and we really want to just start to archive and digitize a lot of these plays that are being lost. Because once a book is no longer available, we can't find it. Mm. You know, you can ask someone to photocopy their old staging script, but you can't access it. So if you are a student in the arts, if you are someone who's interested in the arts, but you don't have access to like an arts library, you can't get these scripts so one that's a big reason for me because I worked on um, five arts arts education archive so archiving is really important to me that we just stop letting our history go and we just really make a real concerted effort to maintain everything and have everyone access it yeah so we haven't finalized the play though (laughs) what would you like to leave us with Roisin I think um I think a lot of people maybe look at radio places, they don't understand why we, they would do it. But I think if you really just give it a shot, it really has the ability to get into your head and really immerse you in the world. Um, and you just, if you can do it anywhere, anytime, just all you need is headphones. Like we recommend headphones, um, headphones and just, you don't even have to have an internet access uh, at that point in time because you can download them from SoundCloud. Yeah. So. Roshin, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Roshin Fatima, who's creative producer with Mana Mana Productions. They've just launched Radio Theatre National with their first production, Dato Sri, which is, of course, an adaptation of Shakespeare's Macbeth set in a Malaysian context. If you'd like to listen to that, there's a weekly drop of episodes every Wednesday. Uh, that's at radiotheaternational.com.my, uh, spelled with the BM spelling. Uh, and let us know, are you a fan of radio plays? You can go WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.